Good morning. I'm Pastor Dewey Modia for God's Glory Loan Ministries. You can find me at fggam.org. fggam.org. That represents for God's Glory Alone Ministries. Thank you for being with me this day. And I want to share with you now on having the right attitude of thanksgiving. It is based on 1 Corinthians 4, 1 through 7. I love Thanksgiving, my friends. But, you know, I really believe Thanksgiving Day should be every day. Thanksgiving is a great day, a great holiday, a great time of celebration of family and friends. But even better than having a Thanksgiving Day is having an attitude of Thanksgiving. Personally, I think that pride gets in the way. What is it that keeps you and I from being thankful every day? And what hinders our ability to have an attitude of thanksgiving? Pride, I believe. When we have the attitude that we have accomplished things by all, all by ourselves, that's, that's pride. When we have the attitude that we have acquired things all by ourselves, that's pride. When we take all the credit, there's none left for anyone else, including God. That's why we call this ministry for God's glory alone. It's all of God. In our text that I want you to, you know, read, 1 Corinthians 4, 1 through 7, Paul is writing to the church at Corinth and he's reminding them about having the right attitudes. He's warning them against becoming prideful, against taking all the credit. Now, my friends, if you go back to 3.18, you see that Paul is warning people against thinking too much of themselves. He's warning them not to get too big for their britches. <laughs> too big for their britches. And then he goes on to say, don't brag about yourself or anyone else in this world. And then he reminds them of who they belong to, Jesus. You know, my daddy used to say that to me at times when I was growing up. Don't get too big for your britches, Dwayne. And then we begin reading in chapter 4, 1 through 7. I want you to read that after this message here today. You know, we could actually build a good sermon from the first two verses there alone. Those who have received Christ are servants of Christ, and they should look that way. Those who have received Christ have been entrusted with the secret things of God, and they should not forget it. Those who have received Christ and have been entrusted with the secret things of God must be faithful with that trust. Now, in verse 1 and 2 alone, that should hit us all right between the eyes. But, for this message, I really want to focus on verse 7. Who makes you different from anyone else? What do you have that you did not receive from someone else? And if you did receive it, why do you boast as if you did not? You know, my friends, as we consider Paul's writing, it's important to remember that Corneth was a very troubled city. It made our Las Vegas look like a summer camp for children. There was nothing left to the imagination in Corneth, and unfortunately, the Christians who lived there had been influenced by that culture and were bringing some bad ideas and attitudes, attitudes into the church. Now, I hope you can sense Paul's intensity and passion as he addresses the issue of pride in verse 7. He basically says, who do you think you are? Do you have anything in your life that wasn't given to you by someone else? Why would you brag about anything you have? You wouldn't have anything if someone else didn't first give it to you or provide a way for you to get it. Listen, folks, 
There's always someone else to thank for all that you have. And get this, if you think long enough, my friends, my dear friends, I love you so. If you think long enough, you can always trace it back to God. You can always trace it back to God. There's a story of this young man, and he was feeling very proud of himself. He had just graduated from college and had successfully completed all the requirements to become a CPA. His father had been an immigrant to the U.S. from Europe and had worked very hard all his life. He now owned a small shoe repair business. One day, his son was in his shop, and he began to criticize the way that his father maintained his financial records. He said, Dad, you need to change the way you do things. You keep your accounts receivables in this drawer. You keep all your receipts in a shoebox, and you keep every bit of your money in the register. You're doing it all wrong. You don't even know how much profit you've made. The father replied, Son, when I came to this country, the only things I owned were the clothes I wore, but Almighty God looked down on me in favor. Now your brother is a doctor, your sister is a teacher, and you're a CPA. Your mother and I own our own home, small car, and this business. Now add all that up and subtract the clothes that I wore to this country. All the rest is profit. All the rest is profit. You know, my friends, I think it would be a good idea for all of us to start adding up some things. Yes. There is always someone else to thank for all that we have. And if you think about it, think about it now, you'll realize that God is always attached to your blessings. God is always deserving of our thanks. Everything we have is provided by God. He gives us the abilities and he gives us the opportunities. Deuteronomy 8.18 Remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. Now, when it comes to having the right attitude of thanksgiving, I believe there are only two places you can be. You can be confused about it, or you can be confident about it. You can be confident in it. Now, many people are confused about it. There are people who are thankful for the temporary, silly stuff, but they don't seem to have any gratitude for the really important stuff. I've got a story here for you. Two old schoolmates who hadn't seen each other in years met at a 50-year class reunion. One lady told the other, I just got married six months ago. Her schoolmate said, Great, that's something to be thankful for. Not really, said the first one. He's twice as old as I am and not in good health. Oh, that's sad, said the other lady. Not really, said the first lady. He's worth about five million dollars. Oh, my, that's certainly something to be thankful for, said the other lady. Not really, said the first lady. He designated most of it to go to charity. Oh, I see, that's too bad, said the other lady. Not really, said the first lady. He did build me a huge mansion. Well, that's something to be thankful for, said the other lady. Not really, said the first lady. The mansion was destroyed by fire last week. Well, some people are very confused about when to be thankful and what to be thankful for. When is the last time you looked in your closet and spent any time thinking about the blessing of clothes? Where did they come from? The store? How did you buy them? With money? 
Where did you get the money? Your employer? How did you make the money? You worked for it? Who gave you the health, ability, and knowledge to get and keep that job? Who gave your employer the ability to own that business? You see, my friends, nothing we have is a result of our own doing. When is the last time you looked at your spouse and thought about what a blessing he or she is? How did you get that person in your life? Your own good looks? Not me. Brains? Not me. Where did you get your good looks and brains from? Your parents? Where did they get them from? Their parents? Who created all those babies in the womb? When is the last time you really thought about eternal salvation and what a blessing it is? How did you receive the assurance of having it? God's promise in the Bible. Where did you get that Bible? Someone gave you one. Who provided the opportunity for salvation? Jesus. It appears the Christians in Corinth were starting to get confused about who they were and whose they were. They had become prideful and were holding certain men up against others, considering one man better than the other. They were judging people based on worldly standards. Paul writes, As far as men's judgment of me is concerned, my conscience is clear. But that doesn't make me innocent because it is not men who will judge me. God is my judge. He goes on to say, God will expose the motives of men's hearts. You and I need to thank God every day that he is our judge and not this world because the rulers and judges of this world are sinful. They are not steadfast and true. Their ways are like the wind changing in a moment's notice. But God is gracious. God is merciful. God is forgiving. He is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. He is faithful and true and will keep every promise. See, you and I can either be confused about the attitude of thanksgiving or we can be confident in it. Many people are confident in it. Throughout God's word, we are given examples of men and women who were confident in their attitudes of thanksgiving. And in our current society, we can find people who are confident in their attitudes of thanksgiving. In Haiti, it's men like John Durain who live in shacks with nothing but continue to pray that the whole earth will experience the love of God. In Guatemala, it's men like Carlos Vargas, who heads up a ministry that now feeds over 40,000 starving people every day, who continually says and prays these words, None of this is my own doing. All glory goes to God. That's why we say at this ministry, All glory to God, for God's glory alone. In the United States, we are blessed to have people like Max Licato, who wrote some very special words that describe the attitude of thanksgiving. I wake up in a world of miracles every morning. Every time I breathe in oxygen and incorporate it into my body, it's a miracle. Every time my eyes open and I can see the beauty all around me, it's a miracle. Every time I touch the hand of a newborn baby, it's a miracle. Every time I take a small piece of food, put it in my mouth, chew it up and realize that my body will digest it and use it for energy, it's a miracle. Just as surely as it was a miracle when God parted the waters of the Red Sea. Just as surely as it was a miracle when Jesus healed the blind man. We wake up in a world of miracles every single day. And some of us have the audacity to want more. Some of us have the audacity to want more. There are those temporary silly things that most people are thankful for. Cars, homes, money in the bank. But a person who places his trust in Jesus learns to be thankful for so much more. The genuine Christian will realize that all we have 
and all the good that is in us comes from God. In fact, the Bible teaches that God loves us so much that he even entrusted us with the secret things of God. What are the secret things that Paul writes about in verse 1? They are the things that human wisdom cannot discover. They are the things that are only revealed by God to his people. You and I have been made stewards and caretakers of God's greatest gift, the secret of salvation that was once hidden from man. Those, those of us in Jesus should have an attitude of thanksgiving for God's gift of salvation to us, that he trusts us to be stewards of that gift and pass that knowledge to those who do not know. What Paul is saying is, if you're a Christian, people should be able to see it. And people should regard you as a person who has something special. And if you have that something special that only God's people have, you have a responsibility to be faithful with it. You and I have a responsibility to be faithful with it and shine our light before the world. God couldn't care less whether you celebrate Thanksgiving Day or not, but he does care if you have the right attitude of Thanksgiving, the right attitude of Thanksgiving. How great is our God? How good is our God? Human wisdom cannot comprehend the secret things of God. Man cannot understand the intensity of God's love. Man cannot understand how the blood of Jesus can cleanse us from sin. Man cannot understand why one man would die for all others. The gift that God extends to every human being is indescribable, immeasurable, but only those who belong to Jesus Christ can understand. Even after Thanksgiving Day, let's all do our part and keep the right attitude of thanksgiving for God's glory alone. For God's glory alone. The right attitude of thanksgiving every day. I'm Pastor Dewey Modi of For God's Glory Alone Ministries based in Albuquerque, New Mexico. You can find me at fggam.org, fggam.org. Happy Thanksgiving every day. God bless you and yours. We love you more than you'll ever know.